Yeah, my name's Yogi Griesbach. I'm uh, now just turned 70 years of age. I arrived in Darwin in 1973. I'm Mike Rasmussen and I arrived in Darwin in 73 and I'm 71 years old. We're on our way around Australia. Got to Darwin, liked it and stayed here. I came up to Darwin with Cole Cordingly. The second day we are in Darwin, Coll had organised a trip to the East Alligator River. Uh, that's where it took six hours to drive to the uh, East Alligator River then. Put the dinghies in, went up to the rock hole, and that's where I caught my first barramundi on my six-inch alvey and my surf rod. That's the only gear I had to fish with then. Have you ever tried fishing with a bar for a barra with a surf rod and a six-inch alvey? Had no drag had about 40 pound line on it, wrecked every lure I had trying to rip them in quick. I was a bit of an amateur at it. I'd previously met Yog over in Cairns in a caravan park while we were travelling around and then once we got here we uh, met up again and we organised uh, my first trip to the Daly River. I had a short wheelbase Toyota, 10 foot brooker with a 4 horsepower Evinrude on it. Uh, and if the tide was running out too fast, you nearly, could, you nearly had to go with the current because you couldn't go against it. We were travelling around Australia, but uh, after Cyclone Tracy, there was that much work here, we stayed longer, just as well, because we all got to love the daily that much. Just all the fresh water, the trees that hung over the bridge, the crocodiles, the wildlife, the wild pigs, and everything that was down there. We, uh, we love the area that much. It's probably one of the reasons we actually stayed in Darwin. And then when, when we did start fishing the daily, because of the amount of fish and um, the size of the fish, it was like you, you just couldn't go stop going down every weekend where we're going down. I shouldn't say this, but we used to have a six-can trip to the daily then. You'd start about Noonamar, and the time you get there, it's about six cans. By the end of the afternoon, the whole carton had gone. So that was a fairly big day. We ended up uh, camping when we went down to the Daly River upstream, uh, around the crossing, but we soon moved down to Robbie Sandbar, which today I don't think even exists. It's all overgrown. And we'd done most of our fishing from Robbie Sandbar. We used to catch quite a few fish, that many we couldn't even get the punt back up on the plane to come home. Um, and we used all big six-inch Neils Masters mainly, and we used to troll as well as cast, but most of the bigger fish we got trolling. Everyone was trying to get the biggest barra they could. A 40-pound barra then, we would have at least one or two of them every time we went fishing. Uh, the biggest one I've caught so far is around 46 pound, but I think Mike's got them up around about 50 pound. But uh, there's always big fish, and that's what we were chasing. Old Cole Cordingley's father caught the first one over 50 pound. He got a 51 pounder on a place they call the S's below the rock bar. One of the places we'd named because we'd wondered where the hell everyone was fishing. So we started naming everything down the daily. Mike got a big catfish at Catfish Creek, that we called it Catfish Creek. Reedy Creek down further, we knew that. And the S's, uh, Clear Creek, 
No Fish Creek, we call it No Fish Creek because we only got the small barra there. And, uh, and still today, what we named them, is still, the names are still there on those, on those maps that you have for fishing maps. Uh, after the cyclone, um, there was no professional fishing at the mouth because there was nowhere where they could bring their fish back to sell them. So the fishing in the, for those couple of years after the cyclone, the fishing was absolutely full on. Like if we went to the daily for the weekend and we never got a fish over say 30 or 40 pound, you didn't have a really good weekend. And and we used to come back with with a um, what they used to call a jumbo esky. We'd come back with those virtually full of fillets and then come back to town and then just give it away to people. We used to work hard while we were back at work and then we'd knock off at lunchtime Friday. We'd have the car already packed, ready to go, all, all fueled up with jerry cans for the, for the outboards and that. And um, we'd head on down, we'd get down there just on dark, put our tents up and then we'd be into it at daybreak and generally it would be a race down the river on the Saturday morning and then we'd fish Sunday morning until about lunchtime, then come back, pack up and then head back to Darwin. Another day we were, um, we were down there fishing with Graham Martin and a few other people and we were at Charlie's in the mouth of Charlie's Creek. Hadn't hardly caught a fish all day and we decided we'd get the rifles out and have a bit of target practice. And Graham Martin said, no, I'm not doing that, I'm going to keep fishing. Next thing he's got a bower on and, and, and it jumps out of the water and, and Yog said, the next time it jumps out of the water, I'm going to shoot it. <laughs> and it sure as eggs, it jumped out of the water and Yog went bang and it just fell back in the, on its side in the water. He shot it right through the head. <laughs> Marty was pretty upset with him. He shot his only fish that he got for the day. <laughs> but anyway, that's that was, it was all all those sort of things really made our trips. Another one that always remembers was we used to camp at Browns Creek, and the mosquitoes were absolutely thick. You had to crawl into your two-man tent by just after dark, otherwise you get eaten. And uh, we're going down there one weekend. We're all working at the RAF base and rebuilding the houses again after Cyclone Tracy so the guys could get their families back. We had a fellow by the name of Ray that used to work with us. And Ray said, oh, I can't come down the daily till later on today. I've got something else to do. He said, I'll be down later on tonight. And I said, oh, all right. So we were all down there, put our tents up, been fishing for that afternoon. Come back, we're all in bed. About 11 o'clock, Ray shows up. Gets out of his car, his Falcon sedan, swearing, and he said, bloody, it wasn't bloody either, but bloody mosquitoes, and here he tap, 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 putting up his two-man tent. Hear the zip go up, he's inside the tent, and all of a sudden you hear, bloody, you're in here too, you're in here too, you bloody mosquitoes, and all of a sudden you hear the zip go again, and Ray starts yelling out, come and get me, come and get me. I said, what the hell's going on here? Next minute you hear, zit, the zip gets done up, bloop, 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 tips petrol on his tent and he lit it. <laughs> so now Ray spent the rest of the night in the front seat of his, of his car, hot as hell. <laughs> and over night time, sitting around the camp, we'd be drinking 
till all hours of the morning and then someone had decided that someone went to bed early so we'd go and get in the boats and go and catch a small croc and throw it in their tent and zip the zip up and let them sort it out the best way they could. <laughs> Mike and I were business partners at Orbilt Constructions. We started Orbilt Constructions not long after Cyclone Tracy and Mike and I fished together for probably 30 years after that. We sold all built constructions 10 years ago and Mike sort of had his place down Channel Point where he went fishing and I sort of took up my gold prospecting after that. Still the same thrill from gold prospecting as you do when you hook a big barra. And hopefully you get a big gold nugget but half the time you don't. <laughs> Still a mad keen fisherman. I'm getting a bit old, a bit long in the tooth now though. Um, it knocks me around a bit. I can't do what I used to do, but I still enjoy going fishing. I still do go fishing with me, uh, my son-in-law. He's a mad keen fisherman. But uh, most of that now is out of in the, uh, in the ocean, doing a bit of bottom fishing and things like that. Or we go crabbing. But uh, I haven't been barra fishing now for probably a couple of years. And I do miss it. I love to go fishing. But um, I've got an old partner here that never invites me. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um... As life goes on, you sort of drift apart, I suppose. Um, we haven't fished much together now for probably 20, 15 years, yeah. But we, we, still, we still know each other and still, yeah. It was a great, great part of our life. Tales from the Tinny.